Welcome to the Cork Church Podcast. We are so glad that you're joining us today. We hope that this message inspires you, builds your faith, and encourages you in the things of the Lord. Enjoy the message. Oh, praise the Lord. Good afternoon, everybody. Thank you for joining me today on Streams in the Desert. Um, I normally are here with Pastor Steve, but he has abandoned me, having loved this present <laughs> world. Um, and so I'm left on my own devices with our special guest today, Pastor Kiron and Tracy Butley, who have become really, really wonderful friends and a couple that I can honestly say that I delight over to see the work of God that they're doing and what God's doing in them and through them. So, Kiron, Tracy, welcome to Streams. It's a delight to have you. How are you keeping? Thanks so much, Nick. Uh, yeah, it's great. It is. But, um, yeah, no, we're keeping fine. We're keeping well. Yeah, um, doing good. Doing good. Family's doing good. Uh, such a privilege to be asked as well on this. So, uh, yeah, really appreciate the invite. Uh, yeah, thanks so much, Nick. Yeah, really honoured to be here. So thank you so much. Thanks, Tracy. Tell us a little bit about your back, your story, because I, I know you going back. Well, I know you more, Caron, because I, I only met Tracy in the last few years as regards getting to know you a bit. But I remember many years ago bumping into you, Caron, in, in St. Mark's at mm. the time. And uh, and even then, you were only a young Christian but there was such a joy in you. I always remember coming out and saying, that guy's got a touch in his life. I see, I, I, I'm good at spotting people that have a call and a touch. It's a gift that God's given me. And I remember leaving you many years ago and said, that's a really nice guy. There's something in that man's life. But give us a little bit of background story and how you came to the Lord and you two, Tracy, how you came together and uh, we'll probe you from there, okay? Yeah. Um, yeah, well, thanks very much for that intro. Uh, really appreciate it. Now, we met in school. Um, we were uh, very young, 15, 16 years of age. Childhood sweethearts. And um, <laughs> well, well, we can either, we, we can either tell you the truth, I can hear my side. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I'm only joking. We um, yeah, no, we met in school. Then we've been together for oh, really uh, yeah, since since eighty nine, and um, wow. we've we, we've had our ups and downs in between. But then we got saved, mm. and um, and so uh, yeah, our salvation our salvation came in a uh you know it was not miraculous it was not and it was more of a gradual thing i know my background kind of growing up you just get involved with different things especially in the early 90s uh when the club scene took off around dublin and around ireland and, were you a raver were you a, a raver I, were you? I, w- I would have been one of those ravers yeah okay. yeah I, <laughs> I didn't want to say that and um but yeah i was i suppose i don't know to my shame or whatever but yeah i was one of those and um, uh, why is it I, I don't have a problem believing that part about you? You just have to read it. You still look like a bit of a raver, don't you? I still get those looks off people when I'm walking through Dublin City. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine you with the shorts on you, you know, and, and, and the tight top and the, you know, the runners dancing <laughs> around the, the place. Day, but anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, no, I suppose through that scene, then I ended up, no, you just, you end up kind of dependent upon drugs. And um, I mean, alcohol wasn't a big thing for me. I did take a drink, but drugs became my problem. And um, and I knew I needed, there was a point where I just said, look, I can't keep going on like this. Uh, there was a, brought a bit of trouble to the house as well with the police being at the door and there was court appearance and stuff like that. So there's a bit of shame as well that came with it and bringing that to the family. Uh, just your name being in the newspapers and I just kind of thought I, I can't keep going on with this this is not me it's not like like strange I've, I've always believed 
in some sense in God. Mm. And I've always believed that God has a plan. I've never understood the providence mm. of God. Not that I understand it now, but I've never understood the providence of God and how he, he called us even before the foundations of the earth uh, were formed. And it's just, and, and when I look back, obviously hindsight is a great, a great thing. I just had this, I don't know, an awareness, a vision that I didn't want my life to continue like mm. this. I wanted something better. Mm. And, and I believe there was a seed of some sort sown. So, look, I saw the, 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 the proper means for help, whether it be a 12-step program or treatment centers. I obviously went to my mom and dad, uh, just kind of telling them, look, I need your support. I'm not too sure what to do, what mm. direction to go mm. in. And um, what I found out years later was, um, so, so I'm, I'm trying to give you a bit of a time frame that would have been around 94, 95, thereabouts. And we actually, we, we both got saved in 2001. Now, in 2001, when we, when we got saved, the small church that we were involved in, a part of, it was a, we were probably about a year, maybe <clears throat> roughly a year in that church. And, and I walked into a Bible study, and, um, and, a, and a lady said to me, oh, you're Teresa Buckley, son. And I was kind of like, oh. You know, it's me past kind of coming up on me, and, and and I didn't know what was going on. And uh, I says, yeah, 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 that's that's right. And sheepishly kind of says, how do you know me? He says, oh, we've been praying for you for years. So what transpired wow. was uh, when I had kind of saw help from different, well, particularly from parents, um, what, what transpired was me mom and her friends had went up to the nuns' convent, which is only probably 100 yards up the road from where, where I lived, and every Tuesday night, just prayed and cried out to the Lord uh, for me and for others, and obviously other stuff as well. Like, but um, you know, it, it makes you think, Janie, what's you know, maybe there is a God, and you know, I began to kind of, you know, really search in that sense um, uh, for the I don't know the deeper things of God, if you want to, if you want to call it that, like. Mm-hmm. But that's how it really um it was it was amazing around that time because so we got together when we were like childhood sweethearts, as we said, we were in school together, grew up together, yeah. so we were only teenagers, and then um as Kieran has said, he got involved in uh so the, the rave scene, <laughs> I wasn't into all of that, so we split up for a couple of years. And I can actually, see your ha- I can see your halo <laughs> there actually glowing. You see my yes, I wasn't um, a raver back in the day. We but, were on um, we were on a sabbatical. We were, so we were, we were on a break. So it was so we took we were split up for a couple of years anyway. From I think I was about eighteen, got back when I was about twenty one. But when we got back, we weren't saved. We weren't Christians. We just got back together, and you know things weren't great at the time. We had bought the house, we had had Tara, but you know we we needed the Lord. <laughs> like looking back, we really did need the Lord. And around that time, my mother had become a Christian, so she found the Lord through her journey with cancer. And um, it was an amazing story actually what happened to her. So she. Mm-hmm. She developed cancer and she was on a journey herself and was searching and um, she actually was introduced to this woman who was a Christian. She got invited to a Bible study and it was through that journey my mother got saved. And then my eldest sister got saved, Brenda. She also has a church in Tala. Then her husband got saved. Then I got saved. Then Kieran got saved. Then his mom got saved. Then my sister got saved. And it was actually, looking back, it was like a revival in the whole family. But yeah. when we got saved then, and when Kieran is saying there, we ended up going to the, the church we got saved into in Tala. Uh, fantastic church, you know, do a great work in that area. And we got saved in that church. And when we went to one of the Bible studies, um, you know, we heard there that one of the women um, who became a Christian, you know, they started just this little 
prayer meeting the best way they knew through a nun's convent in the local area and they cried out to God as best as they could but God <clears> met <throat> them there that's Amazing. the wonderful thing about mm. the Lord uh, God awesome. meets you where you are at and when you cry out to him you know he sees our heart and it was in that little place where Karen's mom before she even became born again was crying out to the Lord for her son who was in addiction and God met her there and answered yeah. prayer through that. So through my mother and through Kieran's mom praying in this little wow. group, you know, God moved. And mm. we've seen, as I said, most of our family are saved now. And that was going back 20 years. 20 years, you know? yeah. But God yeah. is amazing. And I just I just love that, that God sees the heart. He answers the cry of the heart and he meets us where we're at, regardless of where we're placed. And that's fantastic. He, He's amazing, absolutely, God. He, absolutely. And he always does. The cry yeah. of the heart yeah, is always absolutely. is always. A, People ask me that all the time. What about people who've never heard? Yeah. What about the people in Wagga Wagga land or wherever yeah. they may live? I, I believe that the Holy Spirit has his way to every man's heart. Yeah. And uh, and anyone that has that call inside, they might not mm. know how to describe it correctly or theologically yeah. correctly. And when you think about the early church, it, it didn't have an awful lot of theology to describe their own experience with yeah. God. Mm. You know what I mean? Exactly. They didn't yeah. even understand. Yeah. They didn't even fully understand the divinity and the humanity of Christ, or yeah, the, yeah. you know, they're on a journey. But you can imagine the heart of God. I had a young girl actually come to me uh, the other day, and she was her 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 uncle is dying, and she's a lovely Christian woman. This young, she's not young, she's a young woman now, and her 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 uncle's dying of cancer, and and just this this trauma hitting the family. And mm. he, the man doesn't know the Lord, and and then all these sort of doubts: How's God going to reach him? And you know, and then getting angry with God because maybe he's not reaching him. Do you know that's sort of place mm. you people go yeah. through about mm. loved yeah. ones who are, who are dying of a cancer. And I said, you know, we've always taught people and we've always believed that God loves them more than we do. Now that's yeah. so hard to grasp that, isn't it? Because yeah. we think no, nobody loves our loved ones like us. But you know, it's such a reality. And when we yeah. filter life through that God mm. it salvation belongs to the Lord. God mm. wants salvation. Yeah. God's brainchild <laughs> is salvation. God's brainchild is relationship with us. Uh, and so we hear mercy drops like you're sharing today say wow why are we surprised but yet we yeah. are surprised yeah, yeah. God, god made a way to you but following off there see so you, you both get saved when at what time did you find the, the call of god to church plant because i think this is particularly interesting yeah. for irish leaders to hear and irish people and even international people that are watching because mm. you know I, I come from a time 1970s was when i got saved and i could have walked 200 miles and not met another christian you know yeah. uh, you know mm. literally uh, uh, yeah. Limerick was the closest group of Christians we knew of at the time, you know, and right. we're here. So that's all right. That's all, nearly 100 miles. So, I mean, and so I think it's particularly interesting for people watching to hear how Christ said, I will build my church. And the reason I'm pointing this out to you is because mm -hmm. even COVID 19 can't stop it. So, if you yeah. can't stop Absolutely. it, you know, mm -hmm. uh, what are we moaning about at the mm -hmm. moment when God is still saving people? Mm -hmm. So, when did you hear and the call of God and what sort of shape did that take for you? Um, well, I suppose like so when when we got saved, um, let me just go back a little bit, Nick. So mm -hmm. when I was when I was in the rave scene, um, there was a commitment to that. So whatever you needed for your weekend, you made sure you got it. So there was a commitment. There was, there was an element of dedication, and you know what I mean, like following through with what you needed for your weekend to get the most out of it. So I knew I needed a life change. I knew I needed a dramatic. Uh, turnaround of, of of a lifestyle and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So when we start going to this church, I, I was really really hungry for a new lifestyle, mm -hmm. and I just began to ask uh, the pastors like, "What do I do now? Where do I start reading the Bible? How do I 
build this relationship with God and, and, and all of these questions that we're kind of really searching. So one of the pastors says, look, it's always good to start in the Gospel of John. And um, and so I did. And uh, But I also had a hunger to know mm. the history of the Bible, to know the story of Genesis. I mean, growing up, you would have heard the stories of Moses, the Ten Commandments, David and Goliath, Samson and Delilah. And I wanted to know these things. So I just began my own flicking through the pages to find these stories and to read them. I suppose to um, inform myself mm. of, 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 its, of its history. So when we always reading through the Gospel of John, and to be honest with you, I can't remember much of what I was reading. And I mean, even now I probably sometimes struggle with that. But, it's, uh, but it was one of those things where I've read it now and, and I know Jesus is a lawyer because he rose from it. But what happened after? And so I just made a conscious decision to read the book of Acts. And again, I can't remember much of what I was reading. But I used to have a habit. Um, I'd, I'd come in from work, uh, we'd get a bite to eat, a cup of tea, and I'd sit down and I'd have six one news on. I'd have my Bible in front of me with a cup of tea. And I was just going through the books as I was, as I was reading them. This particular day, I was reading from Acts chapter 20, and I think it's 28, 29 thereabouts. And this scripture just kind of like highlighted itself from the pages. And it said, be shepherds of the church of God, whom the Holy Spirit has made you an overseer. For after I leave, savage wolves are coming in sheep's clothing and trying to tear people away from the flock, so be on your guard. Now, I'm using my own words. But um, this was just, like, I knew, I knew and I didn't know that God was speaking. Mm. So I just highlighted it because I didn't understand what was going on. The next day, um, the same routine, come home from work, sat down, had a dinner, watching the news, reading the Bible, and a knock came at the door. And, um, and it was two Mormons. Now, I knew nothing about other religions or other, you know what I mean, like Jehovah Witness Mormons or anything like that. I knew nothing about it. But here I was searching for the truth. I was searching for new life. Mm -hmm. And then two Mormons knocked on the door. And anyway, we had our conversations and they left. But when they left, I felt God speaking. to me. go back to what you highlighted yesterday and look at it. And I knew that, I suppose that was probably six months maybe after we got saved. Mm -hmm. And I knew that God had spoke to me. Now, I, I know now what he says. At the mm. time, I didn't know what he was talking about. Yeah. Be shepherds of the church of God. Be an overseer. Yeah. The Holy Spirit mm. who, who has set you apart, who has called you. I didn't understand those things. Yeah. And then over the course of time, um, there was just kind of, I suppose, affirmations, confirmations mm. of people saying, no, that you have a real shepherd's heart. And I'm kind of saying, well, what's that? And, and, and what is a shepherd? What's it? Now, in the farming sense, I understood what a shepherd was. <laughs> but that was as far as it went. And, oh, you're um, a Dublin boy. You never even <laughs> see yeah, yeah. like, You only seen them on television. <laughs> That's yeah, it. exactly. We had an idea what a shepherd looked like. I'm telling yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but it's funny, isn't it? It's like, you know, when God gives you a word as, as a young Christian, you know, we don't yeah. fully understand God's word. You know, it's a, it's, a, it's a journey. It's a learning journey. And it's grown, obviously, deeper in the Lord. But I suppose especially for Kieran for us anyway, the Lord really did give him that word and you spoke about it over and over and it never <clears> kind of left him. And then we felt God moving us from the church we were in in Tala, um, fantastic church there. We stayed there for three years and then we felt the Lord moving us on. So we ended up going into St. Mark's Church then in Pear Street and under the leadership of our pastor, Sean Malarkey, and they have such a heart for church planting. And so we just went in and, and shared our hearts with Sean, and it was a journey really from then. It was, yeah. yeah, because yeah. I knew, like I knew when, when God had spoke to me, and, um, and, and you know, you're reading Christian books, and I think that the second 
Christian book that I read was um, The Cross and the Switchblades by David Wilkerson. And that just really captivated me. Mm -hmm. And I kind of thought, because I was coming out of that lifestyle, the the, the Mm -hmm. drugs and all that club scene. And I kind of thought, wow, wouldn't it be great to see a move of God like that in our area, and particularly in Tala? Like, Tala has a population of 100,000 people. Mm -hmm. So it is quite large. Mm -hmm. And um, and I just kind of began to, and and then, like, you know, it was the age of the internet, and you're just beginning to do, and you're looking at other churches, and you're saying, really, you know, you want God to do a move Mm -hmm. in the area Mm -hmm. as he's doing in other places. Um, And then when we... When God moved us into St. Mark's, so I just grabbed Sean Malarkey, Pastor Sean, uh, one evening. I said, Sean, look at this in my heart. And, and I expressed to him, he says, look at brilliant. He says, we're looking to church plant as well. He said, but obviously we need to get to know you. You need to get to know us. And it will happen eventually. Now, I was happy, Nick. I didn't understand it. But I was I was happy to wait to wait on the Lord <laughs> in that sense for it to come to fruition. And um, and it's been and again, it was never going in saying we, we we went in and wanted we just knew that the Lord had so we just wanted to come yeah. back to Tala in some capacity because that's where our heart is that's where we grew up, but it was funny actually before we left the church in Tala and went into St Mark's it was in that period for the three years in Tala we when Goffs when um, David Wilkerson came to to Goffs mm. and we went to yeah. that conference. And it was fantastic because it was around that time we started to, well, that conference had an amazing yeah, impact that, on it us. It shifted. And the timing yeah. was incredible because we were new Christians, yet we were coming into this phenomenal teaching and the truth and the purity of the word. And it was a fantastic foundation for us as well as new believers. And the timing was just awesome for us. So yep. again, new believers, you know, that whole golf conference was incredible. And so something I do believe was birthed then, believe it or not. I do believe God mm-hmm. was starting something mm-hmm. in our lives even then. Mm-hmm. As Caron mm-hmm. said, you know, read the cross and the switchblade and began to listen to, um, I mean, back then it was videotapes of the conferences yeah. and stuff like that. But we got, we got all the tapes and we were just feeding on that and feeding on that. And then we went into St. Mark's Church, shared our, our heart with our, with our pastor. And we served in there for many, many years until we were sent out to, to plant the church. But it was when we first went into St. Mark's and we got to know, you know, Pastor Anatomy and many, many in St. Mark's who had heard about um, some of our conference and told us about it. So it was from that place then we went to our very first summer fire conference and that was when um pastor carter conlon was there the first year as well i don't know if it was and, the fourth year yeah. but, but but that was our first yeah. year in, in it was in kilkee actually yeah it was in kilkee yeah and, um, it probably was yeah, the first year yeah, yeah yeah it was um you know and so we went down there for the week but again just incredible teaching and the foundations and, and building all on <clears> that so yeah so it's been it's been amazing mm, really hasn't it when you yeah. look back how god has been in it all actually um, yeah. for the last 20 years really it's mm-hmm. 20 years now we're saying yeah. isn't it yeah. and, and, and it is and like, like you know we read the scriptures and we know that god is like he never changes mm-hmm. he never changes and but yeah he's ever increasing you know yeah. so there's an yeah. ever increasing glory with him and so yeah. when i look back and, and especially when you reflect on your maybe your early days as a christian and and the call of god on your life how he yeah. keeps you in stages and brings you to the next stage and then brings you to the next to, to the next stage again, and and it's and like you're kind of your 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 friendships, mm. your your connections with other people, other churches, mm. just begins to broaden and expand, mm. and um, and and it is it's the body working together mm. to encourage yeah. each other and build each other up in the most holy faith, mm. and it's um, but God is a God of ever increasing glory, and so it's only when you look back and reflect yeah. on your life you see 
the hand of God uh, walking in and through you. And uh, yeah, it's just, it's an amazing journey. It's an amazing journey. I think I, I, I think it's an amazing verse that the Lord gave you as well, Kieran, uh, you know, being shepherds of the, the Church of Christ and watching for the for the, uh, the the wolves that will try to come in and take them because that is the heart of you know of a true pastor. It's not just about you know, being an evangelist or a preacher. There are great ministries, but it's also that sense of protecting the work of God and being grounded yourself. And you, I know you have a family yourself, so as mm -hmm. as parents, you would always be worried about what diet your kids get. Mm -hmm. Are they are they getting around a diet? Are they getting challenged in the right ways? Mm -hmm. Are they, you know? And I think. I think they are, that that's such a fun because that is really the weight that's on us now, isn't it? As ministers, the weight is: are we are we are we providing our congregations with a word from the Lord? You mm. know, are we getting something from God? Mm. Uh, are we are we grind are we grounding them in in, in the truth? And uh, because it is such a it's such a demonic hour that we live in today, and the Bible does talk about. That in the end is the, the love of many will wax cold, which is yeah. a frightening possibility. Yeah. People should sober up at that reality. And you know, when I'm, I'm saying that to, to 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 kind of talk into the hour that we're in, because now more than ever, we we need to hear a word from the Lord. Because in the midst of you know a pandemic, whether we're reopening or whether this is going to close back down again, who knows what's happening? Christians have been tested. Mm. And uh, you, you've been tested. I mean, when I look at you on screen, you're a younger couple with a family, church planting for the Lord, yet you have to feed mouths, pay bills. You're still working a job, Tracy. Mm. Uh, you know, you have to deal with the same lockdown, the same social distancing, the same mask wearing, the same. And yet, in the midst of all that, you have to maintain the body, mm. uh, uh, feed the congregation, keep your own body and soul together. And what an what an you know what an enormous task that's on us now mm -hmm. to maintain all those areas of our lives and yet move forward. Have you learned anything in the last fourteen months that you could share with other people? Because I've seen a, some cracking in some Christians. I've seen things come out of people's mouths that are silly. You know, mm -hmm. some things that are you know knee jerky. So, you know, very quick to be taking the gun out of the holster, you know, and shooting around them, and, uh, mowing down the will of God, whatever, and, uh, or even resisting the will of God. Mm. I mean, uh, you know, can God, if he wants to park you for 14 months of your life and say, I'm now just going to trap you with your own thoughts in your own house because mm. I've got something to say to you. Is mm. he allowed you that in our theology? Mm. You understand? Yeah, or is yeah. it always the devil or is it always the government or do we believe God's bigger? But tell me mm. some things that you've learned, you know, as shepherds, <clears throat> In this in this fourteen month period, particularly that you think that that churches need to keep on staying cognizant of these truths because mm. it keeps us focused. Share a few thoughts with us if you have any. Yeah. Um. So I suppose one of the things was or is I suppose is learning to listen, mm. learning to listen to first of all people and their struggles and their situations and you know the scriptures talk how Jesus what. He was you now again. I'm using me almost, but he was in tune with us. He was in tune with his creation, and so I suppose it's learning to be in tune with with, with 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 the people, with the congregation, listening to their difficulties, their struggles. Uh, it's trying to meet them where they're at. Uh, learning first of all to listen to God. I mean, I do remember when this forced uh, our son Owen. Uh, he came home from school and he's rubbing his hands, big smile on his face. We're off to school now for two weeks. Delighted <laughs> <laughs> with life he was. Six months later, he was going like, oh, when are we going back to school? But um, yeah. 
so so you're mindful but i do remember watching it on on the news and just quietly saying god like what's going on not that i wanted god to speak to me personally so i could give a word to the world i wanted a word from god for myself for well my done. family and for where well i was done. at so i could mm -hmm. manage and shepherd the people in a sense that were in my care yeah. so i wasn't looking for anything specific but um I just, I suppose one of the hardest things or the learning things is, I think it's one of the psalmists, or the psalmist says, um, be still and know that I am God. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it, it can be hard sometimes to be still with our own thoughts, learning to lean into God's heart. And, and it's a practice. And I know just especially over the last couple of months, it's something that I've been practicing. Just sit still in the quietness of your own home, you know, on a walk or wherever it may be, and just try to tune into God. Uh, and, that's and, awesome. And, and, and then again, and, and, and when you're meeting with people at a socially distance, kind of going on walks or having coffees, wherever it may be, like it's just not coming with the answers, but just identifying with them, mm -hmm. saying, look, I know I'm struggling too, but look, let's kind of uh, you know, press on and let's kind of, we have to believe. Like we, I often think, you know, in the desert, they did not move until the cloud moved or the fire, mm -hmm. the pillar of fire moved. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. And, mm -hmm. um, and and it's not to say that the pillar of cloud has stopped or the pillar of fire has stopped, but we just have to believe that God is in control. I mean, we sing Hallelujah. these songs. We sing these songs. We have to believe it. I mean, if Hallelujah. you don't believe it and we start... Absolutely. And, and, and we start, you know, trying to campaign for different things. It's just, you know, our battles are not against flesh and blood. Hallelujah. powers and principalities. Mm -hmm. and, 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 and God knows when to move us into battle. God knows when to, you know, fit us out and kill us out and, and all of those things. God knows when to put a word in our mouth, a word in season for someone. Mm -hmm. And um, and so it is, it's learning to listen to people and their struggles and their difficulties and trying to just shepherd them through that. Your own, our, our own teenagers as well. You know what I mean? It's just kind of manage family life and, and, and how we can do all those things. Yeah, and, and, then, and, and then the church as well, you know. Yeah, so. and, and it's been a real test of faith, Nick, hasn't it, for everybody, you know? Yeah. And it feels yeah. like there really is a, a shifting going on, absolutely, yeah. within the church. And it's really, um, I think it's just really known God is our source. Mm. Yeah, man. And our hope has got to be in Him. Because oh, who man. would have thought 14 years ago we were facing, we were going into a 14 month lockdown? I mean, it's not over yet. And nobody no. knows what's what's ahead, but no. it's really, I think, getting. I think for me as well, over the last few months, it's really coming back to basics, the mm. simplicity <clears throat> of the gospel and the hope that we have. And really, when everything is stripped away, who is your hope in? What is your hope in? Hallelujah. You know, what Hallelujah. is the testimony you have in your heart? Is Jesus Christ the Lord of your life when everything is falling apart? Are you still going to stand and declare that God is faithful, that God is sovereign, that God is on the throne, that he is your provider, that he is your Hallelujah. peace? And these are all the things that we've been, when I say being brought up in, it's been 20 years of us reading, digesting, mm. speaking, declaring, and living God's words. Well, now, yeah. church, come on. Are you still going to declare the goodness of God? God is sovereign. God is good. He is on the throne and this pandemic we say to our church all the time it did yeah. not surprise god of no, course god no, is still in no, control no, of all no, of this and we are the no. church of jesus christ and we are on the winning side we don't fight for victory we fight from victory we already have the victory so we it. know the end <laughs> from the beginning so i absolutely believe we believe yeah. without a shadow of a doubt 
yeah. that of course God is in the midst of all this and he's speaking oh, yeah. to us and he's doing something oh, yeah. in the church and I genuinely believe Nick and I know you do yeah. too that a oh. great awakening that we have oh. never seen before Hallelujah. is coming upon this land and we will be known again as a land oh, of saints and scholars oh. and our light, the light of Ireland is going to shine brightly through all of Europe I believe because Amen. these are incredible days and they are incredible days for the church yeah. so do you know what I think that is, I, I'm, I nearly jumping in my seat here because <laughs> it's everything I believe. And it's just lovely to hear it from the, the mouths of other Christians yeah. that, that have that fervent conviction that God is in control. The, the, the virus is not in control. Governments are certainly not yeah. in control. God is in control. And, uh, I, and, I, and I want to caution every Christian, the anger of man will never produce the righteousness of God, okay? And, 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 and getting back to good teaching and good doctrine, if, if the will is clear, the manifestation will be good. So the way we manifest the Lord is a result. It's a real direct result because of what went into you in those 14 years earlier, you know, really reading it, believing the gospel, and then praise God. What comes out in times of testing mm. is this incredible uh, manifestation of worship and praise and declarations of truth. Mm. And you know, and I know that all we are doing is agreeing with God by declaring mm. these truths are true, whether we declare them or not. When we declare ourselves with them, we bring ourselves into alignment with it. Mm. And then we put ourselves completely into the, I believe, the slipstream of what God wants mm. to do in our life. Yeah. He supernaturally plants us mm. in those places then because it's a supernatural journey at the end yeah. of the day. It's not, yeah. it's not just doctrinal. Mm. It is doctrinal. Mm. But there is, when that lines up with the will of God, then you start to see manifestation. Yeah. Have, you seen, have you seen anything that you want to testify about in the last, is there any, been, uh, any well, supernatural occasions? Well, just honestly, like, you know, people talk talk about, you know, the church is being closed and, and all this. The church is not closed. The church Amen. is never Come closed. On. We are <laughs> the church of Jesus Christ. You can't close us. You can't close well the body of Christ. Well done. Well and done. so, you know, we have just seen phenomenal stories of, like, the word of God is going out more now than ever before. You know, yeah. and praise God for technology. Of course, it's not ideal, but at least we have it. Mm. And Amen. so, you know, the word of God is, is going out, as I said, in, in incredible ways. And people are being touched, you know, right across this country, right across the world. And <clears throat> we spoke earlier when, you know, we started this about God meeting people where they're at. And that's the wonderful and amazing thing about the Lord. You know, Jesus Christ, his Holy Spirit, he meets us where we're at. And so even just recently, I was talking to... Um, to a girl, who are, uh, a girl who I work with, you know, and she was talking about a friend of hers and um, just was going through a difficult um, a difficult time like many people in this season. And she happened to come across a message um, that was spoken that went out on Facebook. And, um, you know, she happened to come across this message I'd spoken months ago. And I don't, I don't even really know the message it was, to be honest. But it was amazing how she, she looked she looked up the speaker or whatever and she was like do you know this girl and she works with you or whatever and, and Wendy was like oh yeah and she said so the connection was was found through Facebook through a message I speak I spoke on months ago about the peace of God I can't even remember the message but it turns out this woman who I've never met she's never been at any Christian circles whatsoever and she happened just happened to stumble across a message on Facebook and the message that was spoken literally spoke directly into her heart at that point in time of what she was going through so she ended up getting in touch with a girl I work with and saying you know how do I what do I do how do I come into this because 
you know, I, I gave an altar call at the end of the message. She invited the Lord into her heart. She said she had this incredible peace that she had never experienced. She called her family in. They listened back to the message. They want to get baptized. They want to come to the church. And it was just, isn't God amazing how we can pluck a message that one of us speak and, and bring it into somebody's home that will speak directly to them for the situation they are going through at that time. And, you know, the amazing stories of just people getting saved and becoming born again through messages mm. through the internet and wanting to, you know, get in touch with the church and wanting to connect and wanting to get baptized. I just think, wow, it's incredible. So God, God is doing amazing things. We've seen some healings in our church as yeah. well. Have we? And then on top, on, on top of that, then the lady in question, her, the, the lady you work with then watched the sermon also, brought her husband in and her son into the frame and, I know they're all talking about how do they get baptized? What's church when he's open back oh, up? I love it. And this so, is awesome. Like, like, we didn't do anything in a sense. Yeah. It was God using what was there, the mm. seeds that have already been sown. Mm. I think it was Pastor um, Carter Conlon had said about, you know, you know about casting your net on, on the right side. And maybe the internet could be the net now yeah. that's being cast out yeah. in that sense. Mm. And so yeah. I was just really encouraged by that. Mm. And then we had them. Um, probably this time last year so you know there was a couple of weeks where you could have service and then you were it was mm -hmm. closed down again and kind of on and off on and off this particular sunday um we we, we got the we got the notification on the friday evening that okay we wouldn't be able to have church because we meet in a hotel and then um, we wouldn't be able to have church on account of the new guidelines that were coming in but on saturday evening we got a text from a from a friend of ours who had a friend wanted to come to church and she said Look, it's not on I look, can you meet this fellow with us on, on Sunday morning? So look, we'll go, go to the hotel and we'll have a coffee. And we meet at the usual time. And um, just to hear the story here where he's at, we were waiting for about two hours, just listening to his story. We shared the gospel with him. And right there and then, he gave his life to the Lord. But he had an encounter mm. that, like, 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 I know there's emotion and, and, you know, all that kind of stuff. But you could visibly yeah. see that he had an encounter with the Lord. Um, again, with restrictions and kind of the, the guidelines, the, the contact has been restricted in some sense, text here and there, little chats over the phone, the odd coffee where we could make it. And it's just been so, so encouraging. You know, again, a seed that was sown 12 months ago, we're still in contact. He's mm -hmm. dying for church to get mm -hmm. back open. He wants to bring his wife. He's telling his wife all about it. He's just mm -hmm. devouring the word of God. It transpires that there's a fella, a, a guy he works with. So he works for this multinational company. The guy he works with, the connection is over somewhere in England and who's part of a, of, of a large church over there in England. And so it's not only myself, he's got another connection now that he's just kind of finding mm -hmm. his feet with the things of God. There's been yeah. text messages coming in on our Facebook page, you know, when is church back open? We've been watching your Bible studies, your messages. We really want this God. And oh, you know, that's fantastic. It's, so it's just little things like that. And we're finding it really, really encouraging. So we're itching, itching to get back. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. And I think as well, there's, there's such a hunger in people, really, isn't there? You know, there is. there people is. are searching for peace, Nick, as you know. And um, yeah. You know, we have the answer, don't we? Jesus Christ is our peace and he's the hope of the world. And, you know, there is definitely um, there's definitely a hunger. I mean, we know the issues that are out there, mental health, you know, is on the increase mm. and suicide and, and all sorts. And really, you know, we are the light of the world. The church is the light of the world. And, you know, so, so many people with what's gone on in the last 14 months, um, I think it's caused a lot of people to look at exactly where they are in their own life, Christians and non-Christians, yeah. um, yeah. and people are really looking for meaning mm. and looking for peace. I think peace is what I see that people don't have. That's, yeah. you know, 
people I'm chatting to and people who I come in contact with just mm-hmm. have no peace and um, mm-hmm. their mind is in turmoil mm-hmm. and you know Jesus Christ is the Prince of Peace and so we need to be sharing him with people but um you know it's just I think as well even in our own church over you just asked there about different manifestations and testimonies and so I think since this happens we've like got a WhatsApp group and stuff in the church but it feels like a, a, a really a prayer ministry really has been birthed in our own church in the last 14 oh, months. And we've, had, we've had some tough seasons before lockdown. We had um, a couple of deaths. We had a we had a suicide from a young girl who was very, very close to us. We had another lady who died of cancer. So we went through a really rough, very, very tough season in our church just before lockdown. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. um, obviously with the restrictions, then we got this WhatsApp group together. And, and we feel, don't we, that just this, it's like just, yeah, a mm-hmm. prayer ministry has birthed and I've, we've just really seen the church get so close through the season yeah. because mm. wow. we need wow. each other like we yeah. really really mm. need each other and we're fasting yeah. and praying together and we've seen you know we've seen many many stories and different testimonies and you know we've had marriages in the church since we've had um, new babies being born in the church since and we've had healing since we've had incredible stories but I just love what God brought out of this is that real sense of community within the church body, building one another up and really Thank fasting God. and praying. And there's a lovely sincerity that maybe we didn't have before we went into lockdown. Mm. And I love that. Yeah. I, I, I just, just listen, I am so built up from listening to the both of you. I'm so refreshed in my heart because it, you know, this is everything that we believe for the church, mm. that regardless of the darkness, those cinder bones, grace will much more mm. about that I will never leave you nor forsake yeah. you. You're mm-hmm. not abandoned to the forces of life. Mm-hmm. We're not orphans, friends. You know, we, we, mm-hmm. We've got yeah. promises that are cast iron and guaranteed to us. And, and, and like yourselves, we've, we have a similar story here in the church that it, every story you say, it's, 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 I'm hearing it from other churches, mm-hmm. which is warming my heart because uh, it, this is what we want for God's mm-hmm. bride everywhere, the bride of Christ everywhere. During the lockdown, we just say we more people come to Christ, I think, in yeah, 2020 yeah. than 2019. Yeah. yeah, you know, and uh, it was amazing. And uh, I'll tell you one story because I know it doesn't build your faith up. You know, we run Feed Cork here. With, it's, we're now one of the, the probably it's the largest um, mm-hmm. uh, provider of uh, dealing with feed poverty in the country, actually. Mm-hmm. 300 families a week in Cork. So it's wow. even more than Paul, where they, did, wow. they look after the 60 families, 70 families, we're doing 300 families a week out That's of the brilliant. church. And so as a part of the follow-on, there's a team of pastoral people that kind of do phone calls just to call mm-hmm. and to say, how are you doing? Uh, we're part of uh, we're part of Cork Church, which is part of Feed Cork, and can we pray for you? And uh, my mom was on that team, and so, so my mom, you know, she, you know, it's very wearisome to do cold calling, mm-hmm. as you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the artificial side of the electronic world does have an emotional effect on you to kind of we like in person we like seeing people we like be able to ha- see the whites of the rights but she was involved in the phoning um of these people that use the services here and so she has her list and she wasn't going to do it she had done it for months and months she was exhausted mentally exhausted from doing it she had led l- scores of people to the lord but the lord gave her a victory that morning she picked up the phone and she pressed on through so she rang this woman and this woman said oh i haven't used feed cork services in months you know and um, she said, but she said, somebody must be praying for me anyhow, because mm-hmm. uh, she said, I just won a voucher. And um, this my mom said, oh, really? She said, she said, I won a voucher for a jeweler's shop in Cork called Moore's Jeweler. Now, Moore's Jewelers is my 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 brother, my, my cousin's jeweler stores, Moore's oh, Jewelers. Okay. And so my mom said, oh, is that right? She said, and she said, you know, the strange thing about it, she said, 
See, the only Moore I ever knew growing up was a woman called Anne Moore. We were friends when we were kids in, in, in Turner's Cross. Now my mom is Anne Moore. But, uh, wow. <laughs> so, wow. so, so my, my mom says, she said, Anne Moore, where, where, where did you live? She said, in Turner's Cross. And straight away, after 60 odd years, wow. this woman wow. is connected. And, you know, my mom begins yeah, to brilliant. share. They, they've met after 62 years. Okay. They reconnected to, to that phone call, um, to reaching out. And not only yeah. that, this woman told my mom, she said, I'm coming up to the anniversary of my first anniversary of my husband's death. He died in November or December. Mm -hmm of the previous year and I was wondering how am I going to get through it. Mm -hmm. I needed to hear something from God and my mom led her to the Lord on the phone. So, you know, I, I'm saying that because hundreds, if not thousands mm -hmm. of people are hearing the message of the gospel. Amen. And, Amen. and the, it's time for Christians to 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 maybe put the caravans around your own spiritual heart mm -hmm. a little bit and not let yourself become hard. Not let yourself become despondent, not mm. let yourself become angry because it's easy to become angry. And we see an awful lot of angry spirit rising up in Christians towards government. And I would caution them it's not mm. going to bring about the righteousness That's of God. Right. You not. need to get on your knees. You need to mm. have a encounter with God. You've lost sight of the gospel. And uh, but I, 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 so I just wanted to share that story that's, with you because that's, that's so encouraging. I'm reminded actually of, 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 of a scripture in, in the Gospel of John. I'm not too sure where it is, but it talks about. Um, uh, Jesus saying, at the appointed time, those who mm -hmm. hear the voice of God uh, will rise and will live. And, and there's an appointed time for every seed we've sown. There's an appointed time that those will hear the gospel. And what, 60 years apart? Wow. And there's an appointed time where God would use that phone call, use your mom, and bring those two to, mm -hmm. to, together. And, 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 and that lady just hearing the voice of God, just mm -hmm. coming back to life. Mm -hmm. Just being encouraged. Uh, it's 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 a great gospel. Can, well, sorry, Tracy. What you're no, going to say? and just even on that, you know, talk about seeds that have been sown and stuff, and just to even like encourage you, Nick. I mean, all of the years <clears throat> that we went to Summer Fire. I mean, it was ten years on the go. Mm -hmm. I mean, oh. all of the families that were there, all of the year, our kids were you know brought up there and stuff like that. So you know, all of the seeds that. You know, you have sown over yeah. all of oh, these you. years, yeah. everything that goes out on social media. I mean, you know, we really do need to encourage ourselves in that, that mm. it's God. You know, we're faithful Amen. to what he asks us mm. to speak, but God does the water. And I'm, I'm on an story 60 years later. Yeah. So, you know, who uh, knows what fruit you will even see after you know, all, of, all of that ministry in Summer Fire. I know we didn't get to it's, do it last year, but, you know, God knows what he's doing. Mm. And I believe when yeah. we are back... You know, yeah. it's going to be incredible Amen. and we're going to have see powerful <clears throat> stories. But all of those seeds that were sown, you know, we trust God to do the watering because, you know, he is the Lord of the harvest at the end of the day, you know. Fantastic. And you know what? I just can't wait to get back to working with you again for Summer <laughs> Fire and the National Ladies Ministry. And can I just yeah. say, it, if I was a Christian today, and I was living in Dublin. I would just so love to be under your pastor. Work. Yeah. I, no, I, I'm serious. I see the touch of God in your life. I hear the cry of the Spirit in you. And I think whoever's looking for a church in Dublin, anyone moving into Dublin, you need to look mm. up this couple because they have the heart of the Lord. They're mm. balanced. They are based upon truth. They are not given to foolishness. They love the people that God has put them in charge of. They love lost people. And they have given themselves selflessly to the work of the gospel. And I say that to commend you because mm. it's important Thanks. for people to see 
the ministers and the quality of leaders that God is raising up in our land today. Mm -hmm. And I can tell you, for me, it's an absolute joy being uh, 200 miles south of you here. Mm -hmm. It's a joy. And I love that we love the Dublin accent. We love the Dublin <laughs> humor. Uh, yeah, us Corkonians, we say we're the capital. And that's because we're green within. Never, we really never. Never. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and so I, I just want to thank you for joining me today because it really has been, I, if no one else has been blessed by this, they're idiots because I've been totally blessed <laughs> oh. by listening to you. And uh, may the Lord bless you and your church. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and we can't that. wait to see you. I, I'm hoping yeah. to have you in Cork, as I said, to minister sometime in the next couple of months. Mm -hmm. Come down and preach for us here. And yeah. Tracy, we, we know the hand of God is on you, Tracy, for Ladies Ministries. Uh, Ireland and the world hasn't heard you, uh, enough of you yet. They're going to hear you soon <laughs> because God is raising you up. So let's just pray. I'm going to ask mm -hmm. you, would you just pray, uh, mm -hmm. Pastor Kiran, would you pray mm -hmm. just for the general Irish church mm -hmm. and for Irish pastors at this time? And Tracy, mm -hmm. would you also pray that yeah. for the wider body of believers throughout the world today, that mm -hmm. God will keep us united in the spirit and focused mm -hmm. upon him. God bless both of you. Amen. Father, we just want to uh, lift up the Irish church yes, before Lord. you today, oh God. We uh, stand in the gap on behalf of the Irish church. Mm -hmm. Father, it's your body, yes, oh God. And, and and we're asking, oh God, that... Um, just for wisdom mm -hmm. to prevail, for discernment to prevail. Mm -hmm. Oh God, James yes. tells us that if, you, if yes. you lack what to ask, and Father, we are asking, oh God, that the church yes. will have wind, wisdom and discernment in great measure and Thank great God. abundance. Father God, we know that our, our, our battle is not against flesh and blood, Lord God. And, mm. you know, sometimes it, in the flesh, in our carnal nature, Lord God, we, mm. can, we can nearly arm mm. ourselves with the constitution. We can nearly arm oh. ourselves with oh, our rights, oh God. Father, I oh. pray, oh God, that we will arm ourselves, Lord God, with the spiritual weapons that you have. Prepared, <laughs> Hallelujah. Lord God. Hallelujah. The spiritual weapons of your word, Father yes. God, of yeah. prayer, of sitting still in your presence, knowing Amen. what it is, oh God. Even in Daniel, it tells us those who know their God will oh, do great different. exploits. Amen. Father, I pray, oh God, that your mm. church, Lord God, um, where we have maybe lacked and fallen short, and I speak mm. to myself, oh God, where I've maybe lost an element of that, Mm. Of course, love or, or forsaken mm. it, oh God. Mm. That you revive us once Jesus. again, oh God. And, and cause us to fan into flame, oh God, the world and the fire that you began yes, and placed Lord. in each one of us. So, Thank Father, for the church across this nation, for north, south, east, and west, whether they're part of a denomination or independent or whatever it may be, Father God, we are asking that you will do a deep work in the heart. Bless the pastors, oh yes, God, Lord. with whatever is needed, whether it be buildings, resources, finances, oh God, where you are mindful of god that you are the god who is interested in every detail of our lives and we have never seen oh god it says the psalm says when we are young i was young and now i'm old and we have never seen the righteous forsaken or the children begging bread and father we know that in times of famine in times of difficulty your mm -hmm. church will flourish. Yeah. And so, Father, we are asking for the church of Ireland to flourish Jesus. during this difficult time, Lord God, that we will come out of the season on fire for you, Lord God, mm -hmm. and ready, Lord God, to do your will and to see your kingdom come, Lord God. Hallelujah. Prepare our own hearts, O oh God, mm -hmm. for what is coming yes, uh, when yes. we leave this um, yes. lockdown and leave yes, these Lord. restrictions, Lord yes. God. So just yes. bless the church. Part of your spirit, Hallelujah. Jesus, in Jesus' Hallelujah. name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah, Lord. Father, Thank we you, you just cry out to you, O oh God, for the body of Christ, O oh God, mm -hmm. globally, O oh yes. God. 
Yes. Father Lord. God, we just thank you, O oh God, that you are sovereign, O oh God, that you are mm. good, that you are Hallelujah. faithful, O oh God. Father, we thank you today for the body of Christ all over mm. this world, O oh God. And Father, Father, I pray, first of all, that you would strengthen your bride, O oh God. Yes. Lord, we think of the persecuted church, O oh God, right now. And God, we mm. ask that you would arm them, O oh God, that yes. you would strengthen them, O oh God, that your fire, O oh God, of strength would be upon them, O oh God, that your fire would only fire would surround them and protect oh them, oh God. oh God. So, Father, we pray for the persecuted church. And, Father, we Hallelujah. pray for every church, oh God, across this globe, oh God, that you yes, would God. have ministers, Hallelujah. oh yes, God, who are hungry to hear from you, oh God. Thank Lord, God. that you would keep the eyes of the leaders focused on you, Thank oh God, God. that Thank you, you would be their source, Hallelujah. oh God, that every single leader, oh God, would know, oh God, that you were the source of every blessing, O oh God, that you are the source of life, O oh God, that you are the source of hope, O oh God. And Father, we pray, O oh God, for a unity of the Spirit, O oh God, among yes, every Father. church, O oh God, that we would be united as the Amen. body of Christ, O oh God. And Father, I pray, O oh God, you know, we are the light of the world. You are the light of the world, O oh God, but your light in us, O oh God, Amen. has yes. caused us to be a light in the world. And yes. I pray that every Father, church, O oh God, would shine their light brightly for Christ in these days. Hallelujah. God, that every church minister, oh God, would see many salvations, oh God. Yes. Lord, we yes. know the days are short, oh God. Oh, and Lord, I just oh, pray God. in Jesus' name, oh God, yeah. even for a baptism of fire, oh God, upon every pastor, oh God, every large church, every small church, oh God. Lord, that your presence, oh God, that your fire, oh God, that your Holy Spirit would fall, oh God, that every minister would be equipped in the power of the Holy Spirit to preach the word of God. Yes, Lord, that we yes, would be people God. who would yes. Preach the truth. Hallelujah. The gospel Hallelujah. is simple. Hallelujah. We are God. sinners in need of a yes. Savior. Hallelujah. And so, Father, we ask for the simplicity Amen. of the gospel to go forward. Hallelujah. Oh, God, that every church would be a light, oh, God, in this darkness, oh, God, and that Thank we you, would Lord see... Jesus many salvations oh god you, that we would Jesus. see many Amen. families restored yes. oh god that yes. we would see chains broken oh god that we hallelujah. would see the addicted set free oh god oh father god hallelujah. that we hallelujah. would see the manifestation of Amen. the holy spirit oh god Amen. lord like Amen. what we see it acts too oh god that thousands multitudes yes, would be father. saved day yes, by father. day god the days Praise are short god. Oh God, let your fire fall on your church, oh God. Thank you, and Father. And let us see these Hallelujah. salvations and see these Thank manifestations you, of the Thank Holy you, Spirit. In Jesus' name Amen. we pray. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Bless God. Thank you, Lord. Tell me, folks, how do people get in contact with you if they're looking for a church in Dublin? Where Have you got a website or a Facebook page or something yeah. that they can contact you? Uh, well, we Facebook have a Facebook page. page and, um, St. Mark's Tallet. So it's just called St. Mark's Tallet uh, Facebook page. Yeah, and, and yeah so contact well praise contact god and hopefully they will and and certainly pray for you those who are watching keep this young couple in your prayers and and lift up the work of god in ireland if you're looking from outside uh, this is not the land yet of saints and scholars it once was it needs a touch of god it needs revival it needs your prayers and it needs your giving as well to help couples like this establish the work of god god bless you please join us sunday morning at court church we have pastor Teresa Conan. um President of Summit International School of Ministry speaking live at a court church. So it's going to be a great morning here as we return to in-person 
congregations and also online congregations. So we hope that you'll have the confidence to join us on Sunday morning at 11 a.m. here. Kiran and Tracy, what a joy to have you, honestly. Yeah, you too, Nick. You too, Nick. We really enjoy that. Thanks Looking so forward much. to having you here in Cork. Uh, God <laughs> yeah. bless you. God and bless the Lord you, bless you and your family. Thank you very much. Thank God you. bless God everybody. Bye-bye. God Bye. bless you. Thank you for tuning in with us today. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Cork Church. Also, make sure to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you have any questions, you can email us info at corkchurch.com or just check out our website. It's www.corkchurch.com. Again, thank you for tuning in and we will see you next time.